Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to take care of your someday projects. These are projects that you're waiting for the stars to align. And when all the conditions are met, you're thinking of entertaining an idea or a thought of doing something. So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the reasons behind why we procrastinate and all of these ideas. And uh, next, we're going to talk about simple ways for you to take actions so you can see results. Today, the topic is how to jumpstart your someday when projects. And my guest is Kristen Swanson. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, thanks. Great to see you. Great to have you. So let me do the proper introduction. And before that, make sure you, if you're watching or you're listening, please make sure you like and subscribe to the channel, whichever channel you're watching through. If you have any questions, please add them as a comment. And if you have any friends that could benefit from this topic, which we all have those friends who are waiting for the perfect moment to take action, tag them as a, as a, as a, as a in a comment on social media and or if you're watching or listening to the podcast send them the podcast and have them listen to this so let me do the pro proper introduction to, for, for Kristen and then we're going to dive into a very interesting and much needed conversation Kristen Swanson uh, helps thought leaders execute their someday win procrastinated projects with ease as a breast cancer survivor and coaches institute trained coach, Kristen has learned the importance of getting out of one's own way and stop waiting until someday to make a unique impact. Realizing deeply that you only live once, she has gained perspective, tools, and strategies to overcome the illusions, fear, the illusions fear instills in us. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. How's your day going so far? It's going great. So where do you log in from? I am in sunny Seattle today, which is wonderful. Love it. On the West Coast. That's amazing. So let's dive into it. Kristen, tell us about your story. What is your story? Yes. So I am a coach and I got my coach training back in 2008 and I was doing just straight up like business coaching back then. And then the 2009 recession hit and my husband and I were both self-employed and I ended up turning my biggest client into a part-time job. And because I wanted the stable income, I had young kids, I had all kinds of reasons why that was the right thing to do at the time. And then I ended up not leaving that job for eight years. And my business became my someday when project. And then, you know, the reasons of needing to be home for, with young kids, kind of, that was the reason to wait to relaunch my business back then, then turned into as a breast cancer survivor, the new excuse or story of the fact that I needed to have that health insurance, you know, so I, I became really aware of like all of the excuses that we tell ourselves. And after the cancer was able to to learn how to move through the fear. And now I coach others to do the same thing and stop putting things off. We might not have a someday, so I don't know why we're waiting. Love it. It's really important. I, mean, th I think a lot of people, most of us have a list of those someday projects and we're like waiting for the perfect moment and or, um, you know, perfect condition to happen so that we could do it. So um, this is really interesting. So tell us about what you do these days and who do you serve? 
Yeah, so I work primarily with thought leaders and some clients call me a completion expert, helping them, those who have that urgency to turn their someday when project into reality. So that's what I do, help them start taking consistent action so that they can see this as reality in their work. Very interesting. Good. So tell us about what is a someday when project? What's your definition? Yes. Yeah, so it is something that we are putting off into the future. So what it sounds like is something like this. Someday when I have more time, what I really want to be doing is launching a podcast. Someday when my kids are grown, I will quit my corporate job and start a business. Or sometime when my bank account is full, I will do create an online course. So what I find is that the, the common thing is that we're putting it off. And I think that a reason why we're putting it off these are like soul-led goals that i believe were planted in you for a reason so you they're big and so there's resistance around it so so that's what i help people with is to move through that resistance and that is what a someday when project is so if you have something that you want to do someday but you aren't doing it yet then you have one or two very interesting how do how do we go about identifying like the someday when projects yeah, so usually people know what they are. I mean, really, they know those things that they plan to do. There's like a urge to do it, but it's not time yet. So it's a lot of times it starts with like the complaining. I mean, if people really don't know what it is, it can start with the complaining, like what's not working. Okay, well, then what do you want? What do you want instead of what's not working is one way in. And, but usually people do know what these things are. Usually they know. And that, that does it, does it help to maybe write it down and, or to prioritize what, yes, what's important, what's absolutely. not? Yeah, I think it absolutely helps to write it down. It absolutely helps to say it out loud. Even more importantly, these things, a lot of times are the things that people are afraid to even say out loud because it's scary and it feels like if i say it then i'm gonna have to follow through and do it or i think somewhere deep down inside we were kind of taught like not to share our dreams because you know the birthday wish isn't going to come true or something i don't know but we often resist saying it out loud and there is just power in saying it out loud and claiming that you want to do this thing and it doesn't mean you have to do it overnight but yes Put it down and then i absolutely encourage people to write it down and and then i kind of take people through exercises where you you know you project yourself forward into the future reality of your future self who has done it and kind of look backwards and then you can say what are some possible steps that i might take in order to step into that and then start taking those actions all right give it can you give us the details on how that how how, how to actually do that yeah yeah so, I mean, that exact, that like what I just described is almost. Yeah, like how do you go in the future and like work it backwards, basically? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's just sort of like a meditation in your, in your own time to close your eyes, get present, take some deep breaths, and really just project yourself forward into 
after I've done the thing, after I've written the book, after I've launched the podcast, you know, who am I? And then just like, let those images come to you. And if you, I mean, if you go to YouTube and just write in future self meditation, you'll find a bunch of them, right? You can just do that. And then the idea is from that future place though, this is like the exercise. I mean, that is like a standalone, you can find that. But then what you do is ask that future self, how did you get here? Or what are some possible steps that you took to get here? And then I just ta say, take pen and paper and just brainstorm. And these are like possible action steps. This does not need, and I think the reason why people wait a lot of times is because they don't have the full plan. They don't have the full picture. How would this work? They don't feel ready. And so it's key to really write down just possible steps and start taking some of those possible actions because even if you had the perfect plan all laid out for you in front of you, it's probably gonna change anyway. So you don't need to wait until you have that perfect plan to get started. Absolutely, it's kind of like someday when all the lights turn green, I'll go to work. Right, yeah. They turn green at the same time, I'll go to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so something you, yeah, so a couple of things you mentioned are worth uh, mentioning again is going to YouTube and looking for future self-meditation videos. And you said there is a bunch there. And then the question is, how did you get here? And then your yes. present self will tell your, or your future self will tell you what you did and you'll come up with ways to make things happen. Very valuable. Yeah. Very and the key is the possible, what are some possible action steps? I could take to get there. Like, make sure that you know you're not looking for the right perfect actions. You're looking for some possible steps and just brain dump and don't filter. Don't like make sure they're right before you write them down. And then circle a couple when you're done that are just your first actions and get started. Interesting. So let's say people do that. They talk to their future self and the future self says, Mustafa, here's what you need to do today. And then what happens in my experience with 80 or 90 or more percent of people is they know what to do, but they don't do it. And they just, you know, put it off until tomorrow and they procrastinate. Why do you think that happens? Uh, why? Did you say why? Yeah. Why yeah. does that happen? Because this is such a big goal. Like I said, these are soul led goals. They're big, scary goals. And it's scary to take these actions. And so it's just natural to like have resistance pop up and all the excuses why I can't do this. I don't have the time. I don't know exactly what step to take. I, there's all, you just, the resistance comes. And really I believe that's fear. And so what I like to teach people to do is almost use that as a compass. Because if you feel resistant to taking action and you feel like it's hard and you're putting it off, you're absolutely headed in the right direction. And that is what to do. So I believe those are the things that are going to make the biggest difference in your business. And I think you know that like deep inside. And so when you notice the resistance and you notice, oh, I keep putting that off, that keeps going from today's list to tomorrow's list. That That's a clue that you want to take that action. So it, I think it's fear. Interesting. I, I learned years ago that if and when I have fear or resistance, there is usually room for growth and there's opportunity on the other end. And if, I, if I'm conscious, if I'm conscious that I have fear towards something, I have, I, I have to do it. 
I like jump in. Um, Good. And uh, usually there is, I feel much better after. And um, there's, uh, there's that growth opportunity and learning opportunity on the other end. That, uh, And then the same brain that is stopping me and giving me all sorts of nonsense excuses to not do it. The brain goes, I told you it was great. I told you we had to do it. Right. And, right. <laughs> and then it starts, and it starts taking all the credit for all the, right. for the victory. So what is your formula or how do you, how, how do you suggest people should overcome the fear of taking action and, uh, and uh, you know, getting past the fear? Yeah, so I have a hard time with the word overcome because I sometimes think I don't know that it that is overcome. I think it, it's sort of like confidence. I mean, you probably talk about this daily confidence that it comes with the taking action. Like I don't think you can like muster up the courage and it's like coming from somewhere externally and then do it. It's like in the doing that brings uh -huh. the confidence. So I think it's the same thing with the fear. And, and so my biggest thing is learning how to manage your emotions and to move through your emotions and to calm down the nervous system and remind yourself that this is just an email that you're sending. You're just hitting post on a post on, you know, your social media or whatever. It's not a tiger. Like, I mean, you know, we kind of have that brain fight or flight thing that happens and calm yourself down and then, and continue to take the action. So so whether that's like deep breathing or sometimes I have people like journal out their limiting beliefs, like what are the thoughts that are popping into your head when, when you sit down to do that thing? What are you telling yourself and getting those out? And sometimes I also encourage people to reach out to other like-minded entrepreneurs or friends and just get support because this shame that we feel about not doing it, it doesn't really do well on its own. So it's helpful to share it with somebody else. You know, you can say, this is the story I'm telling myself right now, you know, and just like ask for feedback. And usually just even the fact that you said it out loud is going to help. So learning to manage your emotions and knowing that emotions are temporary and they will pass. So if you watch kind of the fear come up and the feelings come up and you do the deep breathing or whatever you need to do to get through it, and then you take the action. I definitely am a big proponent. I'm a big like chunk it down, make it a small action, take the action and then notice the feeling on the other side of it that, okay, that did pass. It it's gone now. The fear's gone now. You know, I'm okay again. And, and just keep going. Love it. Love it. Love it. So some of the things that uh, you just mentioned is uh, for gang, if you're watching or listening is write down what are my limiting beliefs about what you're trying to do right now. Uh, I've actually right. done that. And, uh, and if you're not sure what the answer is, ask yourself the question, stay quiet, and your mind will tell you. I think I have a fear of that this might happen. I might be, I might get embarrassed. People, people might laugh at me. I might not reach the goal or whatever the limiting belief is, or I don't have the equipment and the knowledge and skill and whatnot. Then you need to calm down. What, what's the best way to actually calm down before I go through the rest of the list? I mean, really deep breathing is my favorite technique. Um, I also am a big believer in EFT tapping. Are you familiar with that? The emotional freedom technique? Uh, no. 
I don't know. Tell okay, us about so, it. Please. So that's another one. So I don't know all of the, again, this is like a, you can just YouTube it type of a situation, but it's like tapping on pressure points. There's different pressure points yep. that you can tap on as you say some of these limiting beliefs. And I don't know, it's magic to me. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it, it helps you move through and helps calm down the nervous system. It stands for yep. emotional freedom technique technique, but just EFT tapping is what it's called. So that's another one journal, calming yourself down. I mean, even the, that journaling out the limiting beliefs will help, um, meditation. I mean, I, I also recommend sort of a, a regular mindfulness or meditation practice because when you are in that place of somebody who regularly practices mindfulness, you're going to note you, you are more an observer of your thoughts than being like, I am my thoughts you know, you kind of notice a difference between I can observe that that's a story I'm telling myself. Right. So, and I love those examples that you gave. It, it sounds a little bit like I am not, I am, I, I'm not ready yet. I am not good enough. Those kinds of thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're going, you, I've done tapping and okay. there's a guy named Brad Yates. Yes. He has a yes. whole bunch of videos I've done and it's like he has different videos on different problems and different issues. So they go in and he taps the energy centers in your body. It's right here, right there, and in your forehead, and in your chest, and I think on your um, wrist as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And well, it was actually really good. Yeah. Uh, somewhere here. I don't I, I I did it like a year ago or so, but it was good. I was talking yeah. to a psychologist and she, she Sharon Grossman, she she suggested that I should take a try this. And I did and it was good. Yeah. And um yeah, gang, if you're watching or listening, if you have any questions about your someday one projects for Kristen, please put them in the comments and I'll make sure that we'll cover it. So some of the other stuff that we uh talked about, uh Kristen suggested was reaching out to other like-minded entrepreneurs or other like-minded people or coaches and ask for help and ask for feedback and have them help you. And I'm just going to add to that, that open up and be vulnerable and receive help because that's going to make life a lot easier. And, uh, and there is no reason there is no, there is no embarrassment in asking for help. It's a, a, and it's a lot more embarrassing when you don't get what you want. Right. right. What yeah. what what's your take on that? That it's more embarrassing that you don't get what you well, yeah, because you're 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 gonna it, it's like the disappointment in yourself, there's the regret, there's something I call it productivity shame, where you your head hits the pillow every night and you are you just feel bad about yourself that you haven't spent your time where you want to spend your time. So, so there's something about like being integrity with what you want and where you want to spend your time and what you want to prioritize that I think helps with that. And I, and there Absolutely. is something about, I don't know if it's entrepreneurs in general, but I think there is a, um, I want to do this alone. Like I'm going to, I should know all of the answers. I don't need to reach out for help. And, and I don't think that the reach out for help is like, what somebody says back to you is going to be exactly what you do. I mean, that's really not the point. The point is to get it out and like shine a light on it because as soon as you get it out, it starts to dissipate. And yes, they might give you like a little piece of feedback and maybe you tell somebody else too, and they give you a little piece of feedback and together you kind of connect the dots and the next step 
starts to unfold before you and you start to like notice some patterns and it just helps you. We don't, we really aren't like designed to do this alone, but sometimes we try to, and it's like a muscle that you're developing, asking for help. I, I find a lot of people have to really practice that in order mm-hmm. to learn how to ask for help. Absolutely. What do you, th- how do you think COVID has affected people with this whole someday when project over the past couple of years or so? Well, in, in my experience, it's helped a little bit because I think it is sort of people have woken up a little bit to like, Oh, um, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I don't know if that's because we were kind of home with ourselves long enough to like realize it or if, or if, I don't know, but, but I, I notice a little bit more of an urgency to like, let's do this. And and maybe now might be the right time. And and maybe that's because some people have left their jobs and things like that and are getting creative about what they're doing. That's my experience. And, and I think it can also turn into one of those, you know, like I was saying, like my first reason for not leaving my job with my kids. And then it turned into like, I needed the health insurance. Well, the COVID thing is also, you know, definitely like, well, I, I need to, during this time of, it turned into another excuse in some ways as well, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Monica says, when we speak about what we want to create, we start the process of making it real. And I just actually, I had a question uh, about that. You said to speak it out loud. Basically, is that yeah. is that speaking it out loud to yourself or to other people or what's well, your I say to other people because I believe exactly what Monica is saying here. As soon as you say it out loud, like I don't know, something happens and it feels like there's like movement in the right direction. You start to notice things that you know lead you on the right path. But some people are not ready to speak it out loud. So I completely understand that. So I say if you're not ready to speak it out loud, then just speak it to yourself. And whether that's like writing it in a journal or you know, journaling about it or something, start with yourself. Sometimes you do have to start with yourself. Absolutely. And if you ask me, I would say if if you're afraid to speak it out loud, you should definitely speak it out loud. Right. <laughs> there is something out there that there's some growth out there. Uh, now, look, I'll give yeah. you a perfect example today. I I had a question about, about my goal shit. And then I had a goal uh, that I didn't reach by the deadline. And so I was thinking, what do I do with this deadline? Do I just keep moving the deadline until I get there. And I wasn't sure what to do. So I went out to this Bob Proctor group. There's like thousands of people in there and, and actually probably a few thousand of them actually know me. And I'm like, and then the fear came in. What if it's a stupid question? What do people think about this question? Blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, shut up, Mustafa, press send. Bam. I press send. And and then I'm like, like, like I said earlier, the brain goes, oh, I knew how to do it. <laughs> That's great. But it feels that good. Your brain does that. Yeah. And so and I had a question. And, and did you get some, did you get responses that helped you? I think Pulse is waiting for approval, but um, okay. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll get responses because I, I have a few circles. So I'll reach out to people mm-hmm. and ask. And because uh, this and is something the fact, that just the fact that you said it out loud, though, I mean, it doesn't even really matter if you get responses back. That is helpful in itself. You're like moving the energy or something for sure. 
Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I said it on all of our social media now. It's out there, out loud. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you might as well. So love it when you put the word out there. And, and one thing I've noticed is when you actually put the word out there to your friends and people that you know, they will actually reach out to help if you're open to it, which is another amazing yes. thing. And if yes. you don't put it out there, they're probably you, you just it's like I, you, we, we close the doors to to get help. Have you ever had an experience right. like that yourself where you just delayed getting help and it just hurt more than helping? Well, I, I what I think of is I don't know about I can't think of a specific example, but what I think of is the amount of times when I did ask for help and the answer and the help that came to support me was something I never would have even thought to ask for. So I think when you don't ask for the help, you don't or you don't even say out loud what you're struggling with more so. I mean, maybe that's actually what it is saying out loud what you struggle with and you never know who is going to how people are going to show up to support you. I, I do. So I have a story where where I had shared after um, my surgeries with the breast cancer, I was really struggling with looking in the mirror. And I had just, I shared that with one of my girlfriends. I just shared the fact that it was hard. And then the next week, my mirror was like covered in inspirational quotes and just mantras and like affirmations and all of these things that like, had I not told that girl and that girl actually lives in LA, not by me, but she had somehow got word to my friends here in Seattle. And that support got me through, like, I don't know oh, if wow. I could have done it without that. And so mm -hmm. that's what I mean. Like, you don't even need to know what you're asking for. I wasn't asking for that. I just was sharing what I was struggling with. Do you mostly work with men or women? Uh, mostly women, but I also have men clients. Yeah, but mostly women. Yeah. Because I think women are much better at opening up to receive help than men are generally. Do you think? Okay. Because women, women, you would just reach out too. to your girlfriends and be like, hey, I have this issue. And you guys open up and talk about it. But men, it's just, I think, the nature of men that they try to fix things on their own. And a lot of us reach out either when it's too late or never. But generally, women are more. What do you have to say to men who are not very open in receiving help and opening up who have a lot of someday when projects uh, on their list yeah i say find those people that you feel like you can talk to because they have to be, that's why i say like-minded people they have to be the right people and sometimes it's not the closest people to you so you might tell your loved ones that you feel like the closest people to you and and that sometimes backfires right like they want to keep you safe and so they don't they're not as supportive sometimes uh, you know and i think that's like a subconscious thing but um yeah so find other entrepreneurial like-minded friends and support system or mentors and just i mean i don't think you have to start by like sharing all your dreams you can start by just building a relationship and mm -hmm. opening up these conversations like you know asking how somebody got where they are maybe somebody has done something maybe one of your someday when projects is you know i'm just thinking of like somebody recently told me it's like to to create an online course and just find somebody who's done that and and then just like 
talk to them about how they got there. It doesn't need mm. to be um, outing. I call it outing yourself when you have that shame and limiting belief thing. You don't have to start there. Start with relationship building and building rapport. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, you know, this morning as I was talking about. One other thing. I have one other thing about yeah. I, about the men question. I there is something about like I don't know if it's exercise or movement. Like definitely like making sure to insert that into your day to help get some of these thoughts going too, because moving your energy is another way to process some of this stuff. Absolutely. And I think a lot of stuff, uh, speaking from energy, if, if we don't do it and it turns to anxiety or frustration, it actually becomes a stress and it hurts us. And it might turn into yeah. back pain, neck pain, and the rest of it. Yeah. Right, um, exactly. But exactly. this morning, as I was taught, as I was thinking and getting ready for this show, one of my someday win projects is to actually move close to my parents so I can stay with them and hang out with them and help them and do all of that. Right. And uh, I was thinking about that. Look, I got to get this going because yes, I, I, I might, I might wake up tomorrow and I get a bad news saying, say, my dad is not around anymore. And that's going right. to turn into a life lifelong regret. Right. And so right. I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, I got to get this going. I got to, I got to move. Yeah. Right. And, hmm. and you can start small. Like, could you, you know, start with visiting more often or start with starting to explore places to live as you take vacations, you know, just like start small. I think that's the Absolutely. biggest thing. Absolutely. I, I, actually, one of my solutions was to start like book my, uh, tickets for Christmas, like basically from now, so that yes, I know here's yeah. the plan. I'm gonna go visit my parents and spend some like a month with them and be with them. Yes, I like that. Interesting. I, I, this is a huge topic and it's a big, big issue. And a lot of people have huge projects and 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 we procrastinate on that. Mm -hmm. hmm. So I think I think you really touched on it when you said the regret, though. I think there's something there that you would regret it. So if people are, you know, wondering what it is for them, like what if tomorrow was your last day? Like, what would you regret that you hadn't done yet is a good question to ask. Absolutely. If today was my last day, what would I regret the most? Hmm. Very, very interesting. Another great question to add to the list. If today was, was my last day. What would I regret the most? And then you just want to, I guess, do that. Whatever you wish yeah. you would have done, or yeah, take a small like, step. Don't make it a big yeah, project. Like. I, that like makes me think of a bucket list, and it's different than that. It's more like take a small step, or you know, take continuous small steps. So like you know, your Christmas trip, and, and maybe it's quarterly trips, or it's. A Christmas trip, and then I decide on the Christmas trip when my next visit is, and book it then. You know, just continue because there's also something about like take can, the compound effect of continuous action that is powerful. Absolutely. Here's another um, a regret item for me um, because uh, since we're talking about speaking out loud, my um, uncle passed away last week. And one of the things that I regret now is the fact that I did not spend enough time with him. Right. Wow. And now we're like, all right. So the, with the remaining people, 
I'm going to try my best yeah. to at least call them, at least get to yeah. stay in touch with them. Because once they're gone, they're gone. Right. Yeah. Done. Really there is no chance anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So we talk about get, overcoming the fear of getting started. Right. Mm -hmm. I think there's that small steps that people take and then we forget it. And then the fear kicks back in or we get busy. What do you suggest people should do to, to take consistent action until they get there? Yeah. So I like to, like I said, really chunk it down into bite-sized chunks. So very small steps, like one phone call, one text message, one email. And if you could do that every day, that's amazing. If you could do it once a week, that's also amazing. Even once a month, there are these quarterly trips, like I said. So I, I talk about this concept of like a momentum step. So write down what it is that you want to do, do the one thing. And then before you are done, figure out what your next one is or somehow automate it. Like whether that's like an automatic reminder. I'm a big fan of like reoccurring meetings with people either on your team or, you know, somebody to hold you accountable things that will like automate it and like bring it back to you that, Oh, I, I need to take my next step now so that it's consistent. And, and also just like accountability partners telling somebody, I mean, it's sort of like with exercise telling somebody I'm, I'm going to run every day. It's similar with, I'm going to write for 15 minutes every day or something like that. Love it. For me, accountability partners have made a huge, um, change in difference in, in, um, getting things done. I mean, when you're checking in on a weekly basis with people and, and if they would give you shit, if you don't do what you are supposed to do and yeah. or support you i mean there's different types right. of support you can push yeah. them you can hold them accountable you can support them you can be there you can listen to them and but the accountability partners have made a huge difference for me personally yeah yeah that. and it doesn't have to be i mean that could be over it, it could be like a zoom call where you get on and like hold each other accountable but it doesn't have to be it could be a text message I'm, I have a lot of like Voxer groups, you know, that app where it's like voice text and you hold each other accountable that way. And it could, you could have different accountability partners for different things so yep. that all of these areas are moving forward. Yeah. Love it. So Kristen, tell us about your, your gift to make it happen planner. Yes. Yeah, so the Make It Happen Planner is on my website, kristenswansonconsulting.com. And what that will help you do is take this project and make sure that you can make it happen by breaking it down, like we talked about, and sort of calendaring it out. And it's like a worksheet so that you can work through what are your next steps and start to get the action happening consistently. Love it. That's an amazing tool. I mean, when you write down the plan and you make it clear for yourself on what you're going to do, how you're going to get there, and you have a strategy and a step-by-step -step process, um, yes. you increase your odds of reaching there by 20 times, actually, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, less than 3% of people have a clear written goal. The people that do have a clear written goal are 10 times more likely to reach their goal. If you have a step-by-step -step process to get there and a strategy, you're now 20 times more likely to reach your goal. If you actually implement the plan with the gift that Kristen is sharing, you're now 40 times more likely to reach your goal. And here's the next step. If you get support 
and accountability along the way on reaching your someday when plan, you are 80 times more likely to reach your goal using Kristen's uh, make it happen planner. That's my ADX ninja trick <laughs> for reaching your someday when projects. So go there, download, go to kristenswansonconsulting.com. Um, Kristen Swanson, Swan, I'm going to quickly uh, spell it out. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-S-W-A-N-S-O-N-consulting.com. And the link is going to be in the descriptions of the show and in the comments as well. Very, very interesting. This is a, this is an emotional conversation for a lot of people. It is emotional for me, and I'm I'm, I'm guessing it's emotional for a lot of people. Yeah, if not everybody. I know, and I think it's the reason why people don't go there, right? Because sometimes we don't want to feel those emotions, and I think there's so much value in it. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, let me ask you some personal questions. Okay. All right. So what's a new thing that you have tried recently, Kristen? A new thing I have, oh, geez, in my personal life? I have personal a, I have business could be anything I, um, small or big. Uh, okay. As, as well, little as trying a new drink. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the one that's like very present for me right now, which is golf. Because I now have back pain that I'm trying, that I'm struggling with. And I think it might be because of the golf. And really, all I was doing was taking a lesson every Wednesday. But I now have back pain that I uh, just went to the chiropractor today to help with. So you tried golf? It, it, you, you didn't golf before? No, I didn't. I didn't. So I was starting to learn. And I had gone to the course a couple times. But I was definitely, like, taking a lesson every Wednesday with some other ladies. And, yeah, so... And I want to go back to it. I totally do. But I've kind of taken a break because of the back pain. All right. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Hmm. Um, what are your top two or three favorite books that have made a massive difference in your business or life? This could be books that either you have gifted or suggested a lot or, you know, personally, these are the books that have made a massive difference for you. So the big leap is my probably top one for sure. Um, the one that I gift all the time, again, you're, we were talking about this being emotional. Um, I gift a time to grieve a lot. And that's just because I've had personal loss and I, I really learned a lot from that book. And I think there's so much power in moving through your grief too. So that's another one. That's more like a sort of like a daily meditation type book. So it's not like a full-on read it's like a one day so it's it's uh it's a good read for sure if anyone is in that situation and then um oh what i mean i have so many what do you suggest you read that book the one a time to grieve a time to grieve well when you had experienced loss um a lo loss of a loved one mainly yeah. yeah interesting i'm gonna buy that for my cousin Yes, do it. It's such a good, and it, like I said, it's just like you pick it up just when you're feeling blue and read one page and that's all you need. I mean, and then you can kind of like, because that's kind of how grief comes in like waves. So that's why I love it. I think the other one is probably Big Mat. Is it called Big Magic by um, Elizabeth Gilbert? So that, what I love about that one is really all about like the creative muse and just, um, catching it when it's present and and it kind of talks about that 
the ego and the fear and the those voices like we talked about like having them right in the back seat while you're taking action moving towards and hers is about writing but yeah those are probably the three love it that's a good book that that's a good list <clears throat> it's a it's a new list for me okay and very interesting and very timely um what's one advice that made a massive change in your life or business one advice um that's a tough one i don't know i i'm not, i'm kind of stumped on this one can we come back to it sure massive. so one advice that made a massive change in your life or business or massive change the way you think about life or you know mindset change and the rest of it but i'll come back to that later okay 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 and it's not like advice that somebody gave me, but it's from that book, The Big Leap. So the upper limit problem, like my awareness of an upper limit problem, which is described in depth in the book, but it's basically like when you're about to hit like where you want to be, you come with these, these upper limit problems start to come up in your life. And for me, it's like worry. And it seems to be like health stuff for me, but, um, no, and it's like basically that you're self-sabotaging and you don't know that you're doing it. And just the awareness of upper limit problems has been like a game changer for me. Awareness of the upper limit, upper, upper limit. What again? It's called an upper limit problem limit problem awareness of the upper limit you know we talked about that book um, the big leap and i'm i'm, I'm gonna pick it up pick it up yeah it's let me a, write it down it's a pretty quick read like a really quick audible it's it's a life changer yeah i'm gonna read that up so what advice would you give your 20 year old self oh jeez. um Probably to not take life so seriously and um, trust yourself. What's the story behind those? So I just always was looking for like external approval. And I, it's taken me a long time to learn that you have all the answers. You really do and to trust that and i find a lot of people have a hard time trusting themselves and it it really is powerful and trusting your intuition too yeah trusting your intuition you have all the answers love it love it beauty if you had a, a facebook ad or a google ad where everyone on the internet could see around the world what would your message be for people of earth? Um, I, there's something about like living life for yourself. And I always say like, I want to remove the word should from the vocabulary. I think there's something about that word that drives behavior that, that I, I can't even put words around it, but that is what I see so often that I would love to just rid the world of shoulds. 
So living life for yourself and removing the word should. And I think that is all related to um, to maybe your someday when projects as well. I think it is. I think it's living in integrity, integrity with what you want. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Kristen, this is, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. And, um, I feel that we could, we could go on forever because it's, it's a deep topic. Almost everybody that I know has some someday when projects. And if they say they don't, they're probably in denial. <laughs> and, um, uh, so gang, if you're watching or listening, go to kristenswansonconsulting.com grab uh, Kristen's make it happen planner, uh, make a to-do list, make a strategy on what you're going to do and how you're going to reach your goal and get it done. Reach out to Kristen, ask for help. This is what she does. She tell us about what you do and who you serve again, please. Yeah. So I primarily work with thought leaders and helping them to move these things forward. So getting clear on what those actions might be and then supporting them after they have the plan to continuously take that consistent action and overcome that fear and move through those emotions and hold them accountable and keep going until it is a reality in their life. Beautiful. So if you're an executive business owner and you have any of these projects on the list, do reach out, go to kristenswansonconsulting.com, ask for help, and you shall receive. Thank you for watching or listening. As usual, make sure that you like the show, subscribe to whichever channel you're watching from. If you have any questions for me or Kristen, put them in the chat box. Uh, this Someday One Project topic is an important topic. Uh, and again, don't be shy if you have any questions. Kristen is here to help, and if I can help in any shape or form, I would. And um, if you have any friends that could benefit from this, we all have a lot of friends that could benefit from this. Do share this video or post with them. Have them go through, have them download the Make It Happen Planner on Kristen's website. And then uh, we'll go from there. Thank you very much, uh, gang, for watching. Thank you, Kristen. Any parting words? Uh, that we you wanted to talk about but we might have, might have forgotten no i can't think of anything i think we covered it just wanted to say thanks for having me great to have you thank you very much my name is mustafa husseini thank you for joining us and we'll see you on our next episode bye now bye